Welcome to the Whole Life Healing Podcast with Dr. Alexander Lloyd, best-selling author and founder of the Revolutionary Healing Codes Technique. Each week, Dr. Alex shares principles and methods from psychology, energy medicine, natural medicine, and spirituality to help you reduce stress, heal emotional and physical issues, and remove the barriers that hold you back from happiness and success. Join us as we learn to live our happiest, healthiest, and most successful lives. Here's Dr. Alex. Hi, Dr. Alex here. If you like the show today, or any day, I would love it if you took about 10 seconds to go to iTunes and leave a review for the show. I've been doing this for about 14 years now, and I spend hundreds of hours every year in preparation and recording the show. And if you like it, if it's worth your time, if you think it might benefit others, I would love it if you could leave a review to recommend to your friends or just recommend it to your friends that could benefit from listening to the show. Thank you so very much. Since we are going to be talking about issues of health and well-being, we wanted to make sure that you understand that this information is not intended to cure or heal anything. Everything in the presentations is the opinion of Alex Lloyd. You should always check with a licensed healthcare provider about any specific health concern you may have. Thank you everyone uh, for being here today. Um, I want to um, update you on something that um, you, you, I said a few weeks ago, I think, but I uh, just wanted to update again. Uh, for several weeks, we took a break from the teaching, which we had never done in 14 years of doing this program, and did questions and answers. And um, some people really love that. Some people didn't love it. They said they look forward to the teaching and um, get things out of that uh, at times for themselves. Uh, so what we're trying to do now is I'm still going to do a teaching, but I'm going to try to do it a good bit shorter, all right? And um, and I, that's probably good for me anyway. I, I talk too much as it is. Uh, and then if we have time, uh, we will also take one one or two questions, possibly three if we can. But uh, so in the future, if you come to this program, know that uh, there will be an opportunity to ask a question or two and the teaching will be shorter, which should be good news for everybody. I remember being a kid in church and whenever the sermon was shorter or um, there was some special singing night or something where there wasn't a sermon at all we were all the kids were really excited about that so anyway all right today man if you can master this so so much of your life will go so much better and i mean usually on a daily basis this one thing if you can change this one thing it typically makes a big everyday change every day of your life. And, you know, you can't say that about a whole lot of things, that that would make a big difference every single day. This one will, okay? Uh, when Hope and I met uh, and got married, 
Um, I had a temper, okay? Uh, I went to college on an athletic scholarship. You know, if a call on the court didn't go my way or if I messed up a big point or something like that, it wasn't unusual to hear me yell and scream. Now, I never cursed, but I'd yell and scream. I'd throw my racket across the court, you know, and things like that. And, and did other things in similar sports, too, growing up and in life. Uh, had a pretty short fuse anger. And, and um, anger is evidence of a wrong goal. Now, I didn't know that then, but I know it now. And anything in the anger family is evidence of a wrong goal. All right? When that changed for me, after Hope kicked me out of the house and I made kind of a new life commitment, had a spiritual experience, my anger went away. And literally, in, uh, since that day, which was about uh, 30 years ago now, I don't know that I've gotten angry one time since that happened. Now, I never would have imagined that was even possible. Uh, but the difference that's made in my life and, and for me in hope and raising my kids and even in the work I do, I can't even calculate that. It's just been absolutely wonderful, and I would never go back. So we're going to talk a little bit about that for just a few minutes today. And what we're really talking about is change, okay? Uh, the title, it's all about the struggle, and the reason for the title is because change always requires a struggle. Okay? Let me read you a few quotes here. Sometimes a really good quote or a lyric to a song or something like that can go way farther than, you know, me talking for 10 or 15 minutes. And I, I'm going to share a, couple, a few quotes here. Uh, several of them are anonymous. And then uh, give you a couple of points and we'll try to make this practical and tie up the loose ends. Here we go. Reading a few quotes. As humans... We like to avoid pain and suffering as much as possible. Unfortunately, life has other plans. There's no such thing as a pain-free existence. We're not robots. Perhaps, though, we cannot know happiness without experiencing pain. Another one. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. I love that one. There's an ancient manuscript uh, called the parable of the uh, sower that Jesus told. That's one of my favorites. And he talks about um, understanding and that if you can understand something, it will lead to belief and positive fruit in your life. If, you, if, if that truth is snatched away before you understand it, then it doesn't bear any, any good fruit. Your pain is the breaking of the shell that encloses your understanding. Uh, here's another one. We must all suffer from one of two pains, the pain of discipline or the pain of regret. The difference is discipline weighs ounces while regret weighs tons. Another one. Without pain, there would be no suffering. 
Without suffering, we'd never learn from our mistakes. To make it right, pain and suffering is the key to all windows. Without it, there is no way for our best life. Pain is temporary. This is the last one I'll read. Pain is temporary. It may last a minute or an hour or a day or a year, but eventually it will subside and something else will take its place. If I quit, however, it lasts forever. Some really, really good, insightful quotes. A friend of mine in the FBI for 30 years retired. What did I asked him, what did you learn? Some of you have heard this before. He said, number one, people don't change. Number two, everybody lies. Um, that's a common theme with law enforcement and military, and, and, and in some circles in psychology, too, is people don't change. Um, one of the best examples we have of change is from caterpillar to butterfly. In fact, uh, in some languages, I'm not, I don't remember right now which language it was, it may be Hebrew, but in some languages, the word change, the, the word picture for it is caterpillar to butterfly. Um, I did a little bit of research on that. Uh, this is from Scientific American. Um, when a caterpillar goes into its cocoon, and I'm reading this from the Scientific American article, first, the caterpillar digests itself. <laughs> digest itself, its whole body, releasing enzymes to dissolve all of its tissues. In some species, um, all of these things that the caterpillar turns into remain dormant throughout the caterpillar's entire life. Uh, in others, they start kind of coming out before the caterpillar goes into the, the cocoon and then um, comes out. Uh, the cocoon stage typically takes between 5 and 21 days, creates a great amount of heat, and is obviously um, very, very uncomfortable. But I'd, I, I'd ask you this week, as you pray and meditate on your life and, and those you love and care about, your, your success in life, what you do, your work, um, ask yourself that, okay? Am I still a caterpillar as far as my best life is concerned? Have I been through the pain and embraced it and come out on the other side and learned the lessons from it? Or am I in the cocoon right now? And um, it's so fascinating to me that um, just about everyone I've ever worked with, that in my estimation, they were in the cocoon of their life right then, changing from one uh, type of life to a much better one. All of them wanted it to stop. In fact, uh, usually that's why they came to see me. And, and I might tell them, well, you know what? With everything you've told me and everything I've tested and all that, I think what you're going through right now 
is really a wonderful transformational period. And you need to embrace this instead of trying to just get it to go away because of the pain. And if they could do that, usually the pain would be over very quickly and they would then, in fact, go to that next best life for them. But it's all about the struggle. Um, one of my favorite tennis players of all time, uh, and I went, I played tennis all my life, uh, went to college to play tennis, is Rafael Nadal. He's number two all time to Roger Federer in Grand Slams one. I just love the way he fights and with his attitude. And one of the things that he is famous for that every commentator I've ever heard has said they've never heard that from an athlete before. When people ask him the key to his success, one of the things he has said pretty consistently is he likes to suffer. And uh, I remember the first time I saw him ask that question and give that answer. And, you know, this funny look came over the, uh, the interviewer's face. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> you got to explain that one. What are you talking about? You like to suffer. And he was saying, well, I know that my best, uh, my best match today and my best match a year from now are only going to be possible to the degree that I suffer. And that suffering and pain takes me to the next level in my game, lets me hit my serve a little bit harder or a little bit more consistently, uh, lets me have um, calm and coolness uh, mixed with passion in those mo most important points rather than just being afraid and, and missing a ball I wouldn't normally miss. But saying I love to suffer. I like to suffer. I look forward to suffering. Why? For suffering's sake? No, that would be meaningless. For the cocoon transformational effect. Um, we think things are all about the result. And most people, they spend their day, their weeks, their decades, their life trying to control end results, thinking that in those end results will come their happiness, contentment, fulfillment. And ladies and gentlemen, it just doesn't work that way. The only way to long-term happiness, contentment, love, etc. is the present moment in love. And that manifests as happiness, contentment later rather than regret guilt. Um, I thought this external thing was going to make me happy or feel secure, but it hasn't, so now I'm on to the next thing, and that becomes a vicious cycle. Um, the Apostle Paul in uh, Romans 7, one of my favorite um, passages from any ancient manuscript, Paul is talking about um, what I do is not what I want to do, but what I do is what I don't want to do, and I do it over and over and over and over. Oh, what a wretched worm I am. And this was at the end of Paul's life, not the first, okay, when he was wiser and more experienced, etc. But then, after that, in that same uh, passage, 
Paul says an amazing thing. He said, Praise be to God who always, always leads us in victory. So he describes a situation that to him is like constant pain. He said, I've got a thorn in my, I've got a thorn in my side, metaphorically, a thorn in my flesh. And he prayed over and over to God to take it away. God said, no, you will learn what I need you to learn from the pain of this thorn. And Paul describes it. Not, not telling us what it is, but he describes the pain. But then the statement that God always leads us in victory. But I would posit to you today that that only happens if we trust God, if we trust love, give up the end result, and live in the present moment as best we can in love and truth. The word, I was, I was brought up on the word sin, which was a very scary thing that was going to make me burn in hell, okay? That's what I believed and the, and the teaching and training that I have. But sin, the word sin does not mean that. The word sin means to miss the mark, okay? Well, when you're learning anything, whether it's uh, how to play tennis or how to be a good husband or how to be an engineer, when you're doing anything, you practice Okay, even if you're doing it professionally, you're still practicing. That's why uh, a medical doctor's um, uh, business is called a practice. That's why a psychologist's business is called a practice because you're constantly getting better at it. You're constantly perfecting and honing. If you just do, if you just get to one point where you know some basic stuff and stay there and never progress past that, you're going to be pretty rotten at whatever you're doing, unless you're just naturally gifted at it. But the missing the mark is part of becoming best at it, okay? I, I, when I st first started playing tennis, I mean, I was awful. I was terrible, and I never was real good. I was an overachiever. I was kind of a bulldog. I, I would dive all over the court, get my knees bloody, whatever, before I'd lose a point. That was about the, uh, the only thing that made me pretty good for the, for the group that I was in. But everybody knew. It's practice, 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 practice. Well, the word practice inherently means some of the time you're going to miss the mark. That's not a bad thing. It's a good thing if you embrace it as the, the, the cocoon that is taking me to the next phase in my life. Uh, you, you've probably heard this from me as well, but one of my favorite preachers, when Hope and I just got married, we would uh, watch her while we exercised every morning, used to say that it's like we're going around a mountain on a path to get to the top. And when we hit pain and a need for change, we either go through that pain, accept it, embrace it, learn from it, and that takes us to the next higher path 
But if we don't, if we run from the pain and just want the pain to end or do stuff to get it to end, we have to go right around that same path again until we get another opportunity to go through it and go to the highest level. Okay? Um, What I'm recommending as you pray and meditate about this in your life is focus on the struggle as a good time, a time to learn, a time to grow, a time to maybe go into your cocoon or maybe another cocoon. Maybe you've been through a cocoon in one area of your life, but not another. Well, that pain and struggle is always an opportunity, maybe we could say a big cocoon or a little cocoon, to take you higher if you choose that. But if you choose just to numb the pain, end the pain, run from the pain, fight the pain, then typically you continue to have pain long term. Focus on the more important aspect. The important aspect is not ever just the pain going away. The important aspect is what do I have to learn here to take me to the next highest level of my life? In other words, embrace the struggle rather than fight it, flee it, or just freeze up like a turtle in a shell. Okay? Ironically, when pain hits, very few people embrace it. The great majority of people I've ever worked with, talked to, whatever, uh, they design their life around having as little pain as possible, even though more pain typically means a better life long term. Now, I'm not saying go look for pain. I do not advise that. You don't have to look for it. It finds you, all right? You don't have to worry about that. And, as, and there is no path with no pain. None. Neither one. There, the, that doesn't exist. So you're going to have pain either way. You can make it longer, harder, meaningless, and you get stuck, or you can let it propel you to the next better phase of your life. Your choice. Uh, use uh, memory engineering, use, the, use Trilogy to get rid of the junk so that you can make that decision. Some people have so many lies in their, in their mind that they almost can't make that decision. They are, they are so in fear and anxiety and anger and, and all that sort of thing. If that's true, clean that stuff up until you can make the decision and you will get there.